Alright y'all, what's up? It is late, um, and so uh, Zach will be here eventually. Him and uh, Melissa are out eating. Uh, and so we're gonna, we were gonna do the new Ghost album first, but since Zach's not here and it's getting kind of late, we're just gonna go ahead and do my top albums of the year list, uh, because there are 59 albums to talk about. And I promise, uh, this is not going to be a two-hour thing. I promise we're going to fly through it. I didn't do like last year where I have all the CDs laid out. I'm not going to do that again. I have a list here. And I'm just going to explain a couple of things uh, list-wise. Um, so, normally every year I have this rule of uh, no, re's, <laughs> no B's, no re's, no lives, or EP's. And what that is, no B-sides. No reissues, no live albums, and no EPs. Well, last year I did EPs as honorable mentions, but this year I'll have the EPs in its own separate deal. Uh, and there's only five of them. But the thing is, is the EPs that came out this year were so fucking good that I have to have them in their own little list. Uh, this is Big Ass Food, the new little neighborhood cat coming around to hang out, y'all. Um, and the way I judge this list is how many times did I listen to the album? Am I still listening to it? How much did it impact me? Did it change my musical journey for a while? As in, did I buy more from that artist if I hadn't heard from them before? Or did it make me want to uh, dive deeper in that certain genre that that band plays in? Um, or did I just listen to it over the weekend and just forget about it? Was it a one and done and I'm good, you know? So we'll, we'll, we'll get there. So the EPs, number five is ICP, Insane Clown Posse's Yum Yum's, Yum Yum's Lore. That was not very good to me. Um, the, the, the Wicked Big EP is much better to me. And in fact, Yum Yum's Lore kind of had me on edge, like, damn, I hope Yum Yum Bedlam doesn't sound like this. And Yum Yum Bedlam was better than the EP, uh, you know, but, uh, yeah, it is what it is. It was just a taste of things to come, and ICP, have been, they, they've been doing this shit for ages with the EPs and the sideshow EPs and shit, and, you know, some are fantastic, and then some are just whatever, but that's where that lies. Uh, the next EP is Twisted's Electric Lettuce. I liked that a lot more. It was, wasn't it? It was a lot of fun. It was just a cool stoner rap album. Like, I mean, the intro when old buddy is just coughing his ass off, that hurts to hear. Like, I feel that in my chest when I'm listening to it. Uh, but <clears throat> it's one that I, I listened to it a couple times and I never really went back. But it's a fun little just stoner rap album. That's really all it is. Songs about smoking weed and a couple little interlude tracks where they're kind of just talking shit. You know, Twisted dropped a lot of shit last year, which we will we will see on this a lot list. Of shit, like last three. The last couple years, yeah, you're right. Um, like every three months. They've been real prolific. They were always kind of prolific, like dropping shit a lot. But here recently, especially after Magic Ninja started, they've really been pushing out a lot of stuff and pushing out their artists and um, really building. I hate, I hate that like everyone just abandoned Psychopathic in a way, but you know I'm glad they all still have work. Basically, I'm I'm one. I'm not one that I I'm not mad that 
I'm not part of this rivalry of, oh, Magic Ninja versus Psychopathic, you know, whatever, like... I don't even know what song Psychopathic anymore. And nobody, really. Seriously. Like Blaze is with Magic Ninja. Like, there, I don't think... Boondocks is with them as well. If, if there's another group on Psychopathic, ICP is a part of it. Like, I don't think there is a single yeah, like Dark solo Lotus. artist... Well, Dark Lotus is broke up now. Yeah. I think... I don't know. I don't even know what or who is on it other than ICP. Uh, there are no solo artists uh, in this uh, scene that is a part of, at least the last I looked, the past couple months. Uh, so number three is Surge Tankian's Elastic. Elasticity. I cannot pronounce this. Elasticity. Yes. Uh, I fucking loved this thing. Uh, every fucking minute. Rumi gets a little slow for me, but every other track is a straight fucking banger. And to me, uh, it is the closest that Surge's solo stuff has sounded like System of a Down. Uh, at least the first System of a Down before uh, da Darren started singing with him. Uh, that I've ever heard his solo stuff be. Uh, I mean, I like it as much as Elect the Dead and uh, Harakiri and um, fucking maybe even a little more. Like, that shit jams, man. Uh, number two is Batushka's uh, Heavenly King. It's uh, it, I don't know how to pronounce it in their native language, uh, but it is translated into Heavenly King. And Batushka is one of my favorite uh, black metal bands right now. Right... Well, it's, it's actually Fake Tushka that released this EP. If, uh, if you're in the know, you know. Um, but I still like uh, Batushka, and I, I do hate that they fucked over the original guy who came up with the idea, but I still think the shit's banging in this EP. Damn fucking good. Uh, and then number one EP of the year is Poppy's Eat. That shit fucking went off, man. That doubled down on the hardcore metal shit that she was doing on I Disagree, and it well, I'm glad we got it, because uh, with the album we wound up getting from her being so different than the uh, real, real heavy shit that she was doing, I'm glad we got, you know, sort of like a, a, a finish off of her heavy, heavy Era. I'm glad we got that. And this shit, some of this shit is even heavier than the shit on I Disagree. Man, it was so good. Uh, so now we're going into the albums. So we have 54 albums uh, to talk about. And from 54 to 41, alright, these are disappointments and didn't do's. This is where it was a disappointing album or it was a band that I was just checking out and it didn't do much for me or I didn't have nothing from their discography to compare it to so I don't know if it's good or bad that's why it's so low on the list so number 54 let the bad times roll by the offspring what a dog shit album to me uh, all the way I mean I had no expectations I mean recently because we've been getting ready to do our ranking the offspring albums I finally bought all of their stuff uh, before this album dropped, and I actually wound up liking the ones that I wasn't too keen on to begin with a little more. And I was like, maybe this one won't be so bad, but when that first single dropped, I was like, this is not good. I am not feeling this. Older bands like that, who release a lot, you're looking for 
Like that one specifically, everyone wants an Americana. Well, not even me. I just want something better than this, uh, man. This is sleepy, man. Part two. That'd be great. This is sleepy. This so much, so so much fucking uh, filters on his voice. To you can hear the computer on his voice. It's so bad. He's old. And yeah, it, it it's just not good. I even tried so hard. When we did our review last year, uh, Zach and, and Josh said, try the car test. Put it in the car when you're driving, man. And I'm like, you know what, I'll try that because, you know, it's a different vibe than just chilling and listening to it. And I tried, man. I tried. I couldn't do it. Not a fan. Not a fan. Uh, a few songs that are bangers, but I have not had the desire to go back to this album. Uh, next on the list, uh, 53, is Sumo Psycho's Initiation. It's so low because it's kind of like that pop metal, I guess you could call it, where it's like catchy metal. I mean, it's fine. I just don't know what else they do or what they sound like. It was okay, but after that weekend of listening to it, I was I was over it, you know. Uh, next, 52, Ad Infinitum Chapter 2. This is another one where I'm just now hearing this band. I still haven't heard Chapter One, so all you can all you can cuss me out in the comments now. But it was fine. It's another one. It's a symphonic metal band, but it's what I call a safe symphonic metal band, where it's kind of like Amaranth, where there's nothing really epic to me. Like nothing's really uh, intricate. It's just. Power metal with a with symphony backing, as opposed to how Nightwish does it, where it feels like just everything is meticulously composed. This just kind of feels like metal riffs with orchestral backing and, and nothing more. A catchy chorus, a real real conventional song structures, nothing that really brings it above average. And it was all right, like you know, I would. I was over that one uh, after the weekend that I had got it. Next, uh, 51, is John Carpenter's Lost Themes 3. Now, uh, John Carpenter has done three uh, solo albums with his son, uh, Lost Themes, Lost Themes 2, and now Lost Themes 3. And I like it, but it just sounds just like the other ones. If you're familiar with John Carpenter's movie scores, that's exactly what this sounds like. And if you like that stuff... That's exactly what you're getting. You're getting cool synth wave, dark wave kind of stuff. It sounds like just a cool 80s movie. It sounds like uh, Escape from New York, uh, you know, or, or uh, did he do Assault on Pretty... I know he did, did the movie, but did he score that movie? I'm sorry. Kill me in the comments. Uh, Assault on Precinct 16. One of, one of his earliest movies. Uh, next, number 50, is Lana Del Rey's Chemtrails Over the Country Club. It kind of hurt to put this here, because I, I love Lana Del Rey. I'm a big Lana Del Rey fan, and this one was kind of boring. It was real slow, sad girl shit. Uh, and I listened to it heavily the, the week that it came out, and then never went back. Uh, and every time I did try to go back, I would get bored. I'd be like, I just want to turn on Norman fucking Rockwell again, you know? Uh, but then she's like, oh, you know, I'm going to do another album in the next couple of months. And I'm like, eh, maybe that one will be better. Well, number 49, Lana Del Rey, Blue Bannisters, slightly better than Chemtrails Over the Country Club. 
it's still just real slow. I thought it was a little more interesting. It was a little more interesting, but it still just didn't do me right. Like, I, lo I love her earlier stuff, and I really love Norman fucking Rockwell. And to me, both of these albums were just kind of, just kind of eh, you know. Uh, next is, uh, I really hate to have this one so low. Number 48 is Lord's Solar Power. Now, I, sh as a 36-year-old man, I probably shouldn't be a fan of Lord, but, uh, Huh? Why? I like Lord. It's a joke. Uh, but yeah, I, I, I do like Lord a lot. Is she like 30? No. Uh, no, she's really young. They're early 20s now, I think. She was like real young when that first album dropped. She was like a teenager still. Um, but the new album, alright, I was hyped because Solar Power was my jam of the summer. I, I should be embarrassed at how many times I listened to that song. Uh, over the summer, and the album dropped at the tail end of summer, and it's a good album. It really is, to me at least. Uh, kind of a lot of people aren't too keen on it, but uh, for me, the album is such a summer-sounding album. It's summer vibes all the way, and for it to come out at the tail end of August like it did, I think that hurt it for me, because at the tail end of August, my musical spectrum is shifting more towards my fall music, the kind of vibes that I'm trying to listen to for fall, and the Lord Summer album coming out at the tail end of August, I wasn't feeling it at that point. I'm like, yeah, this is good, I'm digging it, no, no, no. But, you know, I'm moving on to where, I, where my musical mind, is a listening mind, is about to be. Uh, and I mean, I've since listened to it again, and I've enjoyed it, but like I said, it's a summer album. And I, so I didn't listen to it as much as I probably should have. Next, 47, is Mouse Rat, the awesome album. I do hate to put this so low, uh, because I'm a big fan of the Parks and Recreation show, and I loved uh, Chris Pratt's character, and whenever he would do songs on there um, as, uh, as Mouse Rat, uh, it was always fun, and it always reminded me of, like, Hootie and the Blowfish and stuff, and I hate that this album is so low, because I was like, man, this actually might be pretty good, and the songs that you want are on here, the songs from the show that you remember are on here, and they're all great, there's the Hootie vibes, there's the Dave Matthews band vibes, uh, but then it just kind of meanders, like, a, a good halfway through the album, it just, it's just, I, I am not into it. Then it picks up a little bit, then it just falls flat again for me. So that's that's about where I am with that. Number 46 is Dream Theater's A View from the Top of the World. Uh, it's one of the better Dream Theater albums. It's definitely better than the last one for me. It is. It's a really good album. And I hate that it's... The reason it's so low is the fact that, to me, there were some better prog albums that came out last year. And it's just, there are shit that I liked more and that I listen to more, but as far as a Dream Theater album goes, it's one of the better ones. It, it, it's better than the last one. The last one I was one and done and over it. Uh, I still think I like The Astonishing better. I like the band better when they get big and grand, and this album definitely is big and grand. I mean, you, you get a nice 20-something minute track. All the tracks are don't really go below seven minutes. They're all real long. They're real proggy, but it's nothing I haven't heard Dream Theater do before. Uh, but at the same time, it's Dream Theater doing what they do best. So, it's a fine album. Uh, number, uh, number 45 is, I hate that this has to be solo as well, Luce, uh, Lucia Cifarelli, uh, I Am I. 
was uh, Sasha Kay's wife and the, uh, the female singer from KMFDM. It's her first solo album in ages uh, since The Land of Volcanoes. And I like The Land of Volcanoes more for a long-ass wait, for a long-ass wait. She always does her thing on KMFDM. And on here, I knew it was going to be different uh, because... Land of Volcanoes was different. When when I when that shit dropped and I got it, I was not feeling. It. I was like, "What is this Spice Girls shit?" And uh, now it's not like Spice Girls at all. It's kind of industrial pop, if you want to say, but definitely not hitting the KMFDM vibes. Uh, but also definitely not hitting the drill vibes. I like I like drill a lot more than her solo stuff, and I like her better in KMFDM than her solo stuff. And IMI just feels like a decent house album. Um, and that was, uh, I was over that album by the end of that weekend, and I haven't listened to it since. Uh, next, 44, I hate that this one is solo, Tomahawk. Uh, I'm a massive Mike Patton fan. And this is the first Tomahawk album in a while. He's been, he's been jumping back from new projects and, and reviving old projects here recently, and Tomahawk is one of them. About six, seven years ago, Faith No More was one of them. Uh, me, uh, at this point, I'm just hoping for another Phantomous album. Um, uh, or an actual uh, Mr. Bungle album with new material. Uh, but the Tomahawk album, it just did not sound too different than... Hell, it didn't sound that much different than the, than the Faith No More revival album. You know, it just... To me, it didn't go above me. The, to me, the Faith No More comeback album was much better than this Tomahawk one. Uh, I thought the Dead Cross, was it Dead Cross album he did? I thought that was better than this. Um, but, yeah, it is what it is. 43 is XDO, 13 years of Nero. This is the first time I'm hearing this band. Uh, that's why it's so low. It's just decent uh, symphonic death metal to me. I like that they're... Their lyrics are all like, uh, is it like Roman, call it Rome metal, I don't know, uh, but yeah, it's about the 13 years of Nero, and it's a good album, but, uh, as I haven't gone back to it since, it's been a couple, I listened to it for about a week or two, and then that was about it. Next, I do hate that this has to be low, 42 is Ginger Wallflowers. Um, well, I mean, I liked it a little more than these, I listened to it a lot more than these, um. But it, it's a it's a good ass heavy album. That's really all I can say. A lot of what I I got into Ginger for is not on this album. It's 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 genty riffs and it's it's just it's just it's a metal album. Yeah, it's, it's just awful. it's modern metal. It's you know it, it kind of just sounds generic to me. Whereas the other Ginger albums had a bit of uh, flair and spice and different style vocals and. Some reggae stuff, and this one has and none of that. Jazziness. Yeah, yeah, and this one has none of that. This one is just metal. I'm, I was bored. Uh, next, this one is a major disappointment. 41. This is the last of the disappointments and didn't do's. The Wizard Throne. Hypercube. <clears throat> Hypercube Necro Dimensions. This was a major disappointment because uh, I love Christopher Bowes. Ailstorm. Uh, um, Glory Hammer fucking love those bands, and I was like, oh shit, you know, he's got another little band coming out, Wizard Throne, and that was, it's fine, it's not silly, like uh, Glory Hammer or Ailstorm, uh, which I was, probably what fucked me up was I was expecting it to be silly, 
Uh, and it's not really silly. It's just a fine metal album, but it just didn't do much for me. I like Glory Hammer, and I love Elstorm a lot more uh, than Wizard Throne. But we'll see what they eventually do. You know, we'll see what they eventually do. Next on the list, we have from 40 to 31 is Fine Just Fine. Uh, these are albums that were good, that I really liked, but there was the next bit of the list from 30 down is uh, what was really hitting me. So 40 is Mastodon's Hushed and Grim. I liked it, um, but to me it wasn't... Mastodon just has not been... I hate to be one of those guys that is like, Mastodon has sucked since Crack the Sky, but Mastodon hasn't done anything I've loved since Crack the Sky. I really like the hunter and i really like the the one after the hunter like something about the sun i can't even remember the fucking name the, the, fucking the weird dragony thing the weird fucking stonery album cover and then the one after that those <coughs> i don't even own those albums i the last one i bought was the hunter i need to get those i need to complete the collection i need to complete the collection I like that one. Uh, yeah the hunter i liked a lot um but, I don't know, the crack, from, from remission to crack the sky, fucking bangers, man. And I, don't, I just don't know what they're doing now. I just don't know. And this album is fine. I liked it more than the last ones, but it just, it was a lot. It was a lot. Like, for a double disc album, it was a lot. You know, and, the, and, and I call it like Mastodon's like evil twin Baroness. Like, they did the same thing when they dropped green and uh, yellow after two bangers like red and blue. And then we got green and yellow as a double album. That was a lot. And I hated it when it first came out. But I love it now. This will probably grow on me, but I haven't had a desire to listen to it uh, since it came out. So next is number 39, Red Fang Arrows. Uh, it's better than the last one. That's really all I can say. I really was digging it the first week it came out. I was like, this is a... Because the thing is, this is, it's a really good stoner metal album. It's a really good stoner album. But that's about it. Like, it's a good Red Fang album. It's a really good stoner album, but... It doesn't go beyond that. It, yeah, it does not. Uh, I mean, it doesn't. It doesn't do much for me. A lot of a lot of these bands right now, to me, are standing are, are just sounding stagnant. Like to me, at the moment, there is not a lot of growth in the genre, uh, except for like maybe Greenlong, who I, I just found out about. Like things are starting to change a little bit. Wheels are turning. And uh, I, I, I hope that Red Fang does something a little different. Like when, like <coughs> with the sword, I was loving the sword. Then I got bored with the sword, man. When Apocryphon came out, I was like, man, you guys are just not doing it for me anymore. Then they dropped High Country and gave me a different version of what Stoner Rock could be. And I was like, damn, this shit right here, I fucking love. And then Used Future did the same thing. And I was like, damn, this is really good, too. And then they, they went on hiatus, and we haven't heard from them in a while. But uh, I, I need more of that. I need more changes to this genre. Um, for me, something needs to raise the damn bar, basically. You know, fucking... But, yeah, so 
38 is another artist that I just found out about called Lord Huron. Huron? H-U-R-O-N. It's really good, kind of... The best way I can say is it sounds like Chris Isaac, um, 50s country, and, um, dare I say, Fleet Foxes. It was an interesting album, a real interesting sounding album, but I never jumped any further into his stuff, or their stuff, uh, after this. I plan on it, it's just, there's just so much going on, y'all, there's so much to fucking listen to. Uh, next, 37 is Twisted's Songs of Samhain 2. That was a lot of fun. That was a whole lot of fun. That was a Halloween album they dropped. A little compilation, getting getting our buddies from the from the record label together, and we're going to do some Halloween songs. And it, That's something that like ICP you know, used to do back in the day. Uh, they still do Hollow Wicked songs every year, um, but... It just doesn't feel like it used to. And this this just felt like, hey, we're going to get some of our buddies from the record label and we're going to do a Halloween album. And it was fun. And, and I, I, I dug a lot of it. Number 36 is Twisted's Unlikely Prescription. That was a fucking surprise. That was a fucking surprise. Uh, a straight-up metal album all the, way, all the way through, except for... Neon Vamp featuring Cradle of Filth, Danny Filth, and um, what fucks with me is the fact that, like, I love the shit out of the metal songs, and I'm like, damn, if, if they were to just be a metal band, they'd be a it's pretty a good metal, metal band. Album. Yeah, it's very new metal without the rap, uh, but then when you get to Neon Vamp, man, does that fucking song go off, and it made me be like, damn, kind of wish... There was a little more like this on here with the killer fucking beats and the, the in-your-face fucking raps. Like that, like Josh and I had said, that, that fucking beat, man, Prodigy all the way. It's got that fucking Prodigy vibe. It sounds like it can be uh, Need Someone from the last, uh, from Notorious, uh, the, the last Prodigy album that came out. Man, does that song fucking rip, dude. God damn. Love it. Uh, really good album. Uh, next is Leprous. This is number 35. Leprous Aphelion. Yeah. And the reason it's solo is I don't have nothing to compare it to. Uh, David's been telling me about this band for a while now, and I've just never got around to it. And then they dropped a new album. I was like, oh, I'm going to dive in. I'm going to see what's going on here. And I dug it. It surprised me, because when David was explaining it to me, he would say, hey, kind of like Haken. I was like, well, I'm... I was expecting a generic uh, sort of prog metal band, and that is not what I got. I got uh, what I would say is like if Radiohead was a prog metal band. The it, last two albums have been pretty like that one. Yeah. And then uh, the one, uh, two of them before that are kind of like more like the generic Haken, mm -hmm. and then the ones like two before that, two or three before that, are like just basic, like awesome fucking prog metal. Red, red. So, I, uh, I, I need to go further in. I need yeah. to go for. I plan on it. I've heard all their albums. They have like seven, six or seven albums. They have yeah. a lot. Yeah, but I dug it. I was like, I was like, this is like if uh, In Rainbows was a prog metal album, or or uh, Moon Shaped Pool was a prog metal album. I was like, this is a real interesting direction to take the prog metal sound. That's why it's higher on my list than the Dream Theater. Like, it, it, it impressed me. Uh, 
Next, 34, I really hate that this has to be in the It's Fine, is Andrew W.K.'s God is Partying, and I, I dig the album, I really do. There's some really heavy shit on it, some of the heaviest stuff that I've heard. And, and really, now, now, Andrew W.K. has always had heavy stuff, but it's always been goofy, it's always been a little silly, it's always been fun. This is the first time that I've heard him do just straight heavy, like just real straight heavy. And damn, does it kick ass! But nothing. The, number one, there's something with the production of this album. The way this album sounds that fucks with me. I'm like, is I'm like, is is my copy fucked up? Um, but what happened was there was the auto rip on Amazon, and so I did the auto rip first, and I was like, I was like, that's where I was hearing this this weird production issue that I have. And I was like, there's something weird with this. Then when the CD came in, I went ahead and I ripped it to the computer so I can compare both versions. What up, dude? Zach is here, y'all. So I can compare both versions, and the CD sounded the same. So I was like, well, but it's a good album, but it's not what I look for with uh, Andrew WK. I like the fun. I like the the more uplifting stuff, the stuff that makes me feel good. Yeah, the fucking rednecks uh, behind us. They're like they're burning garbage, like three they, times a week. They must not have running water. Probably not. One of them lives in the damn shed. Uh, <laughs> so, but yeah, it's not what I look for with Andrew UK. It's a good fucking album, as far as it, for what it is. I but I song about the one. I thought it was pretty. Yeah, good. it rocks. It's fucking great. It's epic. It is big. Really it is grand. But, uh, to me, it's, uh, it is, I loved You're Not Alone so much. That was, like, my feel-good album of that year, uh, and, um, this one didn't do it for me. Uh, next, 33 is ICP, Yum Yum Bedlam. Uh, I like the album a lot. I'm all, I'm like, I'm always right here. Part of me loves parts of it. I do, I, I love parts of it, then... Other parts of me, I'm just like, uh, I, my, I think, my, like I said in my review, I'm going to be short. I, like I said in my review, I think it's the, the con contrast with the different producers on different tracks. And ICP have, have done that for ages. Fritz the Cat, fucking Mikey Clark, Mike P, you know, lots of different guys. But I don't know. I'm not just, I'm really not feeling these new guys all that much. Um, but... It is what it is. Next, 32 is Tetrarch, Unstable. Man, was that a great album. That's a good album. That, why, alright, you guys, I've said this before, you guys are the big new metal fans, and I liked some new metal growing up, but I, I was never fully into it. Why in the fuck am I nostalgic for new metal? For something I wasn't that big of. Fan of. I'm incredibly nostalgic for this town. New metal is. Uh, I guess it just reminds me of being a teenager. It reminds hot me. Hot topic. <laughs> yeah, it reminds me of before I was grown up, and uh, I'm digging before it. the responsibilities mm -hmm. really kicked in. Like I, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it, I mean, it, I love that. Um, I think that one. The thing I liked about the Tetrarch album is that they uh, they have extended new metal. Like they added like their solos in it. They, and, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. See, they added things to it. But while keeping a lot of the things that I liked in new metal, there's static X kind of bits. There's even like edema sounds. Yeah, edema vibes, even Lincoln Park vibes. And I've talked a lot of shit about Lincoln Park on here before, but don't listen to me. I'm just some asshole on the internet. 
You know, I, I, I was real hard on that group. And there's some songs that I'm like, they're fine, but they're not they're not a band I seek out as far as that genre goes. I can't goes. wait for their third album. They, started, they, they said that they were talking about sometime at the end of the year they're going to try again, try another one. New Tetrarch? Yeah. That'd be rad. I'm down with it. Um, and so 31 is Epica, Omega. They're another symphonic metal band who are... I guess, I need to listen to a little more of this band, but the album is epic, it, it's a little intricate, uh, it didn't give me the Nightwish vibes, like to me, I don't know y'all, Nightwish, Nightwish is like top tier, and like that's where my bar is, as far as symphonic metal goes, and uh, <clears throat> it's kind of hard to reach that uh, with some bands, but this, this did to me better than what Ad Infinitum did, where... Uh, this was more than just metal with a symphonic backing. Like, this felt big, this felt grand, this felt uh, epic and uh, bold. Uh, but I just listened to a lot of stuff that I liked more. Uh, but I'm going to smoke a cigarette real quick, y'all, and we'll be back. Welcome back to the three F's. What? Four fat fucks. <laughs> No, we're all we're all big guys now. You know, we're getting old. Uh, all right, getting so better. shut the hell up. Um, you're getting fatter. We're getting fatter. <laughs> I'm gonna try that. Um, I just have to. You know, I just have to. I've been a big guy all my life. Uh, all right, so now we're on thirty through good. twenty-one. God, why? Thirty through twenty-one. <laughs> I'm sure all these albums aren't that good. Well, these are, because yeah. 30 through 21 is where it matters. This, is, this yeah. is the stuff that I absolutely loved, basically from 30 to 1, it's everything. Uh, well, I don't have any more beer. I'm totally out of beer. Uh, what do you have? Uh, stuff. Uh, but anyway, from, basically from 30 to number 1, it's stuff that I absolutely loved, but... Some of them I love more, but from 30 to 21, it is what matters. So, number 30 is Blackmore's Night, Nature's Light. I love Blackmore's Night, Richie Blackmore, and uh, Candace Knight, Cassandra Knight. I can never remember if it's Candace or Cassandra. This is a really good fucking album. Just great medieval shit. Richie Blackmore's old ass from Deep Fucking Purple, man. Uh... Is it Deep Purple? I am just not here with it tonight. I think it... Oh, it better be Deep Purple, y'all. Uh, Richie fucking Blackmore's old ass just killing it on these old-school, medieval, renaissance-style songs. Fucking awesome stuff. Love the shit out of this. In fact, it's probably one of the better Blackmore's Night albums in a minute. Uh, next, 29. I hate that this is so low, but like I said, there's just things that I've listened to that were, that were more. But... Cradle of Filth's uh, Existence is Futile, uh, or Existence is Futile. You know, I play on Resistance is Futile. Uh, great Cradle of Filth album, but it's a Cradle of Filth album. You know, same shit, different album, but there was higher. Like, it's, well, I mean, you know, it gave me what I wanted. That's the thing. Cradle of Filth is one of those... It's about the same thing when you get a new Bad Religion album. You know what you're getting into. Yeah, you know. ACDC. My KMFDM. Yeah, yeah. Cradle of Filth. ACDC of black metal, y'all. 
I, you, so, I mean, you, you, now they haven't always been this way. There hasn't you. been. It hasn't. Ooh, bud, why is there? Is that all you have? No. Oh, what just what that that Yeah. Oh, uh, I refuse. I'll continue with the water. Um. <laughs> but uh, what was I saying? Credo Filth, uh, one of those bands that they used to not be same shit, different album. Oh wow, what? Is, oh, you got some basement. Some fucking scofflaw, man. Now, that's what I'm talking about. This is some good shit. Pog Basement, this is some good shit. Thank you. Drinking um, Grease of Crime. Ain't none of us have foundation here. Cradle of Filth hasn't always been Same Shit, Different Album. I think Same Shit, Different Album <coughs> really kind of started, let's say, around... I'm going to say after... Um, Godspeed uh, on the Devil's Thunder. Um, I like that one. I love that one, man. That one brought me back because yeah. uh, Thornography. Is... I love Thornography too, but that I think Thornography was like they're we're trying to get out there a little bit. Yeah, Thornography is just songs. yeah, Thornography is just real. Just it's black metal Megadeth. That's what it was. <laughs> <laughs> it's just so because Nymphetamine had to grow on me. It had to grow on me. But I love Nymphetamine, and Thornography just, still to this day, I can't get into that one. chick on the end, the last song, I think it was? Oh, like, is it the uh, Leaves Eyes chick? I know no, she's on one of those songs. It was, it was some girl, like, some female, that, a singer that had, like, this kind of, like, aggressiveness to her. And I was like, dang, what, who was that? It was on that, you know, was it? It wasn't the Nymphetamine album, it was Thornography album. It was Thornography. Like, yeah, she kind of, like, had this rocker chick voice. I yeah like I know what you're talking about. Was it Temptation? Yeah, Temptation. That cover song they did. Um, I like that one. Was Temptation the cover anyway? But yeah, yeah. But this one I like it a lot. It's if you heard uh, Hammer of the Witches and then Cryptoriana, like this does not sound any different than those. Uh, but I think the major highlight is the new female lady in the group, um, Annabelle. And uh, she's the new keyboard player and female vocalist. I think she has a presence about her that uh, I hope she sticks around. Because Lindsay Schoolcraft, the last lady who was on the last two albums, I thought she was one of the better female presences on Cradle of Filth since uh, Sarah uh, and since she left. Um, so, you know, good album. It is what it is. 28 is Therion's Leviathan. And... Uh, <coughs> Can I see that? Smash! <laughs> <laughs> that was your <laughs> Um. Anyway. Uh, Leviathan from uh, Therion. Really great fucking album. Is Therion going back to basics, doing the Therion thing after, uh, <laughs> after, uh, the massive, after the massive. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, yeah. I lost it. <laughs> I was just imagining my head. Uh -oh. <laughs> oh man. Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> after, silly folk. <laughs> after the massive beloved Antichrist, uh, which I absolutely love. But that is an album that demands your attention. Three discs over three hours long. It took me three days to listen to the whole thing. <laughs> 
Uh, I'm glad that Therion went back to the Therion style. And a three-disc album? Three-disc fucking... All, and it's all opera vocals. Uh, and, and oh, it's so good. But you got to have patience. you got to... Like I said, it demands your attention. I don't have you much have patience to, these days. You have to plan your day around this album if you're going to listen to it. Okay. If you're going to listen to this album, you got to plan your day around it. Because there's no just turning it on to fucking clean your house. Uh, like I well, said, maybe if you like to pick and choose songs from it. Well, it's one of those that, to me, you got to have them all. Uh, and it, like I said, it took me three days to listen to this thing in its entirety, and I haven't listened to it in its entirety since. I've listened to a disc here and then there. How is it this high on your list? Uh, this isn't that one. Oh. Yeah, this is their newest album. This is them going back to the normal Therion style. Uh, and it's fucking great. And, uh... Also, I found out that it is the beginning of a trilogy of albums. So there's apparently a Leviathan 2 coming out and a Leviathan 3. Uh, number 27. This, I hate that this is solo. Zarface and MF Doom, Super What. Uh, it, this must have been recorded before. You yeah, it was recorded because Zarface uh, was apparently going to do another Doom collaboration uh, like they did with Zarface meets Metal Face. And, man, Zarface meets Metal Face is so fucking good. Metal Face, dude. Yeah, and uh, Metal Face or Metal Fingers. Uh, but it was so good, man. And Zarface, whenever they do a collab album, like Zarface meets Ghostface, fucking A, that shit is top fucking tier, man. Zarface is just a great group. Inspected Deck, fucking from Wu-Tang, like... L, uh, what is it? Esoteric and 7L. Like, those guys are great. Uh, and <clears throat> this album is good, but man, it's insanely short. It's like barely 25 minutes long. It's short. And it probably wasn't that much material. Exactly. Though. There's not much material. Uh, so I feel like they got other people. The Run DMC's on a track. Uh, Del the Funky Homo Sapiens on a track. It just kind of feels like they threw them in there just to have a couple more tracks. Because it feels like they just scraped up what they had with Doom and put it together. And it's good, but I feel it feels unfinished. As opposed to other albums that are finished after a certain person's death, like that last Cranberries album up there, that doesn't feel unfinished. Uh, but this one, it, it does feel it's lacking something. Uh, but I liked it, but I haven't got, I still go back to, uh, Zarface meets Metal Face a lot more than this one. Uh, number 26, Psychedelic Porn Crumpets, Shiga the Sunlight Mound. This is a band that Zach introduced me to. Damn. And these guys kick that ass. one song and it said, dude. Yeah, I was, fuck. And, man, is this some great psychedelic rock. Coming out of Australia, where a lot of great psychedelic rock is. I mean, Tame Impala, please. like, And that's what these guys sound like to me, is they sound like Tame Impala before Tame Impala kind of changed recently. But I've never really kept up with Tame Impala. Yeah. Yeah, like, I liked I the first two, and then like yeah, everything I heard yeah, after that, that was kind of... Eh. That's all I've kept up with was the first two. And, uh, like, the only reason I... I I bought the album was you were like, 
It, it sounds like the Beatles in it. It's just that one fucking song. Yeah, like, I mean, I get Beatles, Beatles it just sounds like good psychedelic music. The song music. Elephant yeah. was like the Beatles. Yeah, it's just, it's just good psychedelic music. But I like these guys more because it's, it's that guitarist. I man. love the guitar and drums. Like, man, the way they they're just... so epic. Man, the guitars, yeah. the lead, man, yeah, the, the melodies. melodies. He comes up with God, just the, the so sweet fucking, fucking epic, licks. dude. Every time I put it on, I'm just like grooving to it. Yeah, you man, it's that groovy beat. The groovy yeah, beat. you don't want to go out there. You don't smell them rednecks. Uh, but man, it does. It 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 was like damn. It really for for a band I had never heard before and be like whoa. Yeah, you know, need to pay attention to these guys. Apparently, they got a new one coming out next month. Yeah, uh, we've got that pre-ordered, uh, ready you for it. On your tail. I'm here for it. This cat is dirty, man. Food gets pollened all over him. He's like a yellow cat. Um, but uh, yeah, really great fucking album. Uh, number 25 is Garbage, No Gods, No Masters. Man, talk about a nice 90s throwback of an album um, that I. Really, I, garbage. I've never followed heavily, but I, the only reason you got it is because you saw the packaging. Well, that and the the. I was just like, you know, let me see what they're up to. <coughs> you know, like let me see what they're up to. It's been a long time. Boys in the girls' room. Girls in the boys' room. It's been a long time since I've listened I, to garbage. I don't remember what that fucking album sounds like. It's it, like. So much no God, shit. the newest one? Yeah, I mean, so much came out last year. Yeah. At, at that time. <laughs> and did, dude. I listened to it, and I liked it, and it was on my list, but to today I don't remember. I, I remember there was a terrible David Bowie cover. <laughs> um, was it Starman? Yeah. I'm so fucking tired of covers I think that was on the bonus disc, though. Yeah, but still, I'm so fucking tired of covers of Starman. Starman! David Bowie had so many different fucking songs. And now, we just, when we were in the theaters, they played a fucking trailer for the new Buzz Lightyear movie. And fucking David Bowie's on it. Starman! Oh, really? I thought it would be Ground Control. That would have been cool! But no, it was Starman. Uh, so, um... I liked it a lot. I was like, this is this is just a good fucking album. It's just a good rocking album. Shirley Manson still has it. Um, Butch Big still has it. Like the the group still has it. And there are bands that I wish that I'd have kept up with. Uh, and I need to I need to backtrack. Uh, next twenty four is Fear Factory's Aggression Continuum. Man, is this a bittersweet thing, man? This is the final uh, Fear Factory album to feature Burton C. Bell. And it's, it's, you know, same shit, different album, but Fear Factory is one of those bands that they're so good at what they do, I'm fine with it. Uh, I just need some soaring, clean, deep fucking Burt vocals and some badass screams and those guitars and drums, man, those riffs gotta match. If that guitar's going, that fucking drums better do it too, goddammit. And they fucking do it, man. With the drums are just phenomenal on the album. The riffs are fucking great. It's just Terminator metal, man. It's fucking T1000. God damn it. It's That's what the Australian Death Machine should have sounded like. Austrian Death Machine. Austrian Death Machine. God, that shit. I, I really wish he would do another one. Um, it's been too long. 
Uh, well, been, there's not really any other Mark, uh, Arnold movies that he can riff on because nowadays he doesn't do movies where he's got like one-liners and shit. Yeah, yeah. But that was a that was a fun time. We got a nice trilogy of Arnold Schwarzenegger albums. Uh, but yeah, so yeah, Fear Factory's new album, fucking great. Uh, what the fuck is David doing? <clears throat> anyway. Uh, number 23 is Seven Spires, Gods of Debauchery. This is a symphonic metal band that I just found out about. Now, this right here is some top-tier symphonic metal, because it blends a little bit of black metal in there, uh, and gets real intricate, and it, it, it matches some of that Nightwish flair. Like, it isn't just metal riffs with orchestral backing. This, this feels like everything was meant to fit together every every bit of it there are different passages in the songs uh, the unconventional song structures it is big it's grand i liked it a lot more than the epica loved it a whole lot more than that ad infinitum uh it just did its motherfucking thing uh next is 22 ari 2 i guess that's how you say it ari a-u-r-i it's uh Tumnus, Tumnus, I can never pronounce that guy's name, from Nightwish. It's his other band that is basically Nightwish Light. Sweden? Um, in that sort of, uh, I believe it is Swedish. That, you know, then whole, that, that whole area where, you know, symphonic metal reigns, you know. Um, David, is Nightwish Swedish? Uh, Swedish? Yeah. But they're in that area. But yeah, uh, yeah, I should look it up. But you know, I'm I know a lot, but I don't know everything, y'all. Uh, but RE2 is fantastic. I like it a lot more than the first one. The first one was great. It it just sounds like Nightwish without the metal. Just really good folk music. Really good European kind of Norwegian folk music. Uh, really fucking good. Uh, incredible, if I might add. Um, just a damn good album. Next, 21, is Tuneyard's new album, Sketch... Tuneyards! 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 This is a whole lot better than, um, I Can See Me In My Private Life, or whatever that last... Ah, yeah, it. he's got some hardcore claws. This one I liked a lot more... Sorry, scoot forward. Uh, if you're going to lean back, scoot forward some. I can even move the table. Uh, don't you smash my CDs. <laughs> right, you never going to touch them. Um, don't you smash them. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, uh, the new Two Yards album is sort of back to the more percussive, odd, and weird stuff that uh, Two Yards uh, is known for. Whereas the last one just kind of felt very structured. Uh, this one kind of just pl is very playful and, and it moves in different ways. And man, what a damn good album! And I didn't hear it till end of summer. I didn't. It came out in March last year. That shit was way under my fucking radar. But damn, if it was not a great fucking album. So now we are at twenty to fucking number one. This is where it really matters. This is the stuff that blew me away. That really matters. 
Huh? Is that a food stamp card? No, no. It, when, uh, you know, when, at my job, when we go on our uh, oh. Christmas breaks, we do unemployment. Okay. I was you know. about to say, how the you fucking get food stamps? I'm on food stamps. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, so, this is what really matters. This is the stuff that blew me away. The stuff that exceeded expectations. And this is the stuff that exceeded the expectations and or matched them. Uh, and so right here is a band that I just found out about called Nightland. It's N-Y-T-T-L-A-N-D. Their album Ritual. This is like black witchy folk with throat singing. It is it's just yeah, it is pagan as Fuck. I love the shit out of that. It is dark sounding. It we were sounds supposed to get good. a new Hugh album last year. I hope we get one soon. Uh, but it is, it sounds like, it is a creepy sounding album. It sounds like being deep in the woods and, and like the Norwegian wilderness or something. And, uh, you know, let's say the fairy tale beasts are real and they're after you, man. It is a Such creepy a fucking day. album. Um, but yeah, damn good shit. I need to check out some more of their stuff, but it's a little expensive. It's a little pricey, but oh, damn, it's it good. Uh, so number 19 is They Might Be Giants Book. Book. Big ass motherfucker right there. Book. Now, come on, foo. Big ass foo, y'all. Big fat fuck. Now it's five fat fucks. <laughs> um... So, alright, next is They Might Be Giants' new album, Book, and I love the shit out of it. Really, really good fucking album, um, and it just sounds like They Might Be Giants. At this point in their career, they're just doing They Might Be Giants. I mean, it, the, I, it's hard to explain unless you listen to them, unless you know the group. It just sounds like They Might Be Giants. Um... And it's awesome. That's all you need. It was it Particle Man. Yeah, particle, particle Man, Particle Man. Doing the things the particles can. Is he a speck or is he a something? Nobody knows. Particle Man. Fucking so good, man. Such a great fucking band. Um, next is number 18, John 5 and the Creatures Center. Man, what a great fucking album. What a shredding-ass fucking album. All the way through, one of, one of the best covers of uh, a, a crazy little thing called Love I've ever heard, man. Fucking just so good. Because it's not just metal shredding songs. There's rockabilly. There's fucking just so much different shit happening on this album. It is so fun. The intro, where, because it's got this theme of like the land of misfit toys all throughout the album. And like the intro throws in like. Kirby doesn't want to make toys. Right? Like, dude, it throws in a fucked up sample of, uh, uh, we're all misfits here. We're all misfits here. We're all misfits here. It's like so creepy, man. I love the shit out of it. Uh, and John Five is one of those guys. He's an incredible, incredible fucking guitar player. And you never, when uh, in all the many different bands he plays in, you never really get to hear him shine too much. I'm glad that Rob Zombie's letting him loose a lot more in the past several years. And um, because Marilyn Manson never would, uh, you know. And he's appeared on a lot of different stuff. 
And he's on Meatloaf, Bad Out of Hell 3, uh, and, I mean, he's just an impeccable fucking guitarist. And, uh, I don't know, that's the thing that a lot of artists are doing. Instead of signing the album itself, they give you a signed card, which to me is less special. I mean, he didn't sign it. Because no one's last name is spelled like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's, yeah, that's his handle. Anyways. Yeah, that's, that's his stage name. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Which, I mean, I'd rather it say Grim Sinner than, like, John or some shit, you know, whatever his John name is. John Franklin. Right? Uh, anyway, uh, man, just a great fucking album all the way through. Real fun. Real easy to get through. It's about 30 minutes or so. Real easy to get through. Uh, so, next is number 17, Diablo Swing Orchestra Swagger and Stroll Through the Rabbit Hole. Damn! These guys bring it. These guys bring it. Heavy metal with swing music and Latin music and uh, cabaret music. Just all over the place. Fucking everywhere. These guys, every time I hear them, uh, they fucking, they just bring it. And uh, this album, man, this fucking album does it. It does it all the way through. Uh, next, number 16. And actually, this is a surprise. Uh, that it's so high, because when this album first dropped last year, I was expecting to have it low. But this is Nick Cave and Warren Ellis Carnage. Now, it's not a Bad Seeds album, and the last couple of Bad Seeds albums haven't done it for me, especially uh, Ghost Teen, which... Man, I am, uh, I am about over Nick Cave and the pure moods kind of shit. You know, I want a Bad Seeds album, not fucking in ya, homie, shit. Uh, and at first listen on this uh, Nick Cave and Warren Ellis, I was like, it's still kind of doing the things that I'm not looking for with Nick Cave. Uh, but then I listened to it again over the summer, uh, and I was like, damn, this is actually really good. It's dark, and it's uh, depressing. It's got the stuff that I look for with uh, Nick Cave. Sorry. Here's something I never asked the question of with Ninja Turtles. You know their origin, where the little kid had the fucking the fishbowl of the four turtles, and he drops them into the sewer by accident? What the fuck was Splinter doing sitting down in the sewer... To begin with. Well, he went to the sewer because he was... In, in the cartoon lore, right? he, he went to the sewer because he was kicked out of the dojo or whatever the fuck. Because that was they, in Japan! This is in New York! What the fuck did he... Why did he have to go all the way to New York sewers? Well, maybe the... Well, I'm... My... Uh, I thought it was in New York. I thought that dojo was in New York. No, I thought it was... Maybe they were Japanese-American. I don't know. It's a cartoon. <laughs> <laughs> you never um, seen the movie? Seen all the movies. In the movie he started as a rat. Well, in the original yeah. comic, he started as a rat as well. I mean, the the the, the cartoon had to take some liberties away from. Yeah, the, the cartoon or the the, the original the comic, comic. They didn't have colored. Yeah, they were all red. You know, they, they didn't have nothing that really distinguished them. Except all their those names and their weapons. Yeah, but it was the cartoon that gave them the different colored bandanas. The movie was closer to the comic book as opposed to the cartoon. The original movies, not the new one. The first movie. Second movie had to be a little more like the cartoon to appease the parents. Well, the new second movie... Couldn't have movie. them turtles cussing. Couldn't oh, have them using their weapons. That first movie was dark. Oh, yeah. I love yeah. it, man. Love it. The new second movie, though... Bebop and Rocksteady yeah. highlight. The rest of that movie, garbage. Crane. Crane was a piece of shit. I liked at least seeing him, though. Yeah, I liked seeing him. 
Yeah. Crane was shit. Shredder was Casey shit. Casey Jones was shit. April was shit again. I forget that fucking Casey was in that. Well, yeah, might as well not be. Might as well not be. But Bebop and Rocksteady, best thing about the movie. That was a lot Tyler of fun. Perry as Baxter Stockman. That, that could have been great. Yeah. Because I liked him as Baxter Stockman. I was like, you know what? I can get down with this. Mm-hmm. Now I want to see him be the fly. Mm-hmm. And, well, that all just didn't happen. Yeah, now Seth Rogen's making it. <sighs> yeah. We'll see what happens. Uh, so the Nick Cave and Warren Ellis carnage. Really great. I was in a... I needed a lot of depressing uh, dark music last year, and uh, it, it worked for me, man. So the Nick Cave and the Warren Ellis, that was really good. Now I just hope we can get a Bad Seeds album that is back... I'm not going to tell you, Nick Cave, to go get back on drugs, but <laughs> please. <laughs> I liked you better when you were strung out. <laughs> when that shit was wild and paranoid, like even that old birthday party stuff, God Damn, that shit is shit raises my anxiety when I listen to it, man. Now it's just almost easy listening with uh, death words. I don't know if I want to listen to something that gives me anxiety. Well, I mean, you know what I mean. Like, God, like, damn, man. This something is, that touches the feels. Yeah. Uh, so next, number 15, man. Feel Good Album of the Year. Uh, in a way, Feel Good Album of the Year. One of the Feel Good Albums. Not the Feel Good Album of the Year, I will say, but... Dropkick Murphys, turn up that dial. Man, they just know how to fucking make me feel good. They know how to make me happy. They got a new song. Uh, Oh, yeah? Cool. I need to check that out. But they just know how to... They're another same shit, different band, or same same (laughs) shit, different album. Uh, But they're another one that I'm cool with. I need it, you know. I need some uplifting songs. I need some rebel songs. I need... You know, songs about being with friends and family, you know, and that's what Dropkick Murphys has always done, and uh, these are uh, these are up there with the greatest. I mean, you know. Flog and Molly's got a new song, too. Oh, awesome. I, need, I hope they drop a new album soon. It's been yeah. a minute. Five um, years. But, uh, man, if this was not great, fucking uh, Nick, Mick Jones, Nick My Pudding, and uh, Middle Finger, or whatever the fuck. No, and, I won't ever keep. Yeah, I have little finger keep, down. I can never keep my little finger Man, down. Man, so fucking good. Uh, it's a really great album all the way through. Turn it on. If if I'm feeling down, I can turn that bitch on, and I'm good. I'm fucking good. Uh, now we're on number 14. All right, smoke break. Uh, all right, yeah, we'll take a cigarette break on number 14. Then we'll finish this off, and then we'll get to the ghost review, y'all. We will be back um, in a moment. All right, welcome back, y'all. We are back. Uh, this is the last 14, y'all. Uh, we're back in dinosaur tail. Um, this next, number 14 is Cult of the Sun. Uh, actually, I just let David hear this band. He dug it. And I, and I know you two, Josh and Zach, y'all didn't like it all that much. I don't even remember. The, I don't remember the, the Whisper Core. The Whisper Core oh, guy. Oh, yeah, God. Uh, it's, uh, it, the, the best way to describe this band is take... Bits of black metal stylings and a lot of goth metal, and throw in whispery vocals and pop structure sensibilities, like very, very conventional song structures, but it's real catchy, it's real easy to remember, it's just a lot of fun, um, and I had, when I had posted the CD on Facebook when I got it, and a buddy had said, 
does it fill that typo negative void? And I was like, no, no. I don't think anything's going to fill that void. Nothing will ever fill that void. You know that void. dude that does the 10-second songs? When he does Peter it Steele, it still doesn't, chills. It it still doesn't chills. sound like him. It, like, yeah, like, he, he's, he gets like when the, I do the Peter Steele voice, like, he, it's he not... He kind of gets there, but yeah, it's not fully there, you know. Yeah. He's a good uh, on our Halloween album, though, I want to do a typo negative uh, parody uh, style parody, but the band will be called B Positive. Oh, <laughs> 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 uh, so anyway, uh, Cult of the Sun. Vampire Goth Band. It'll be one song for the for the for the Halloween album we're doing. Um, yeah, it's a Halloween album. It's well, uh, we did a Christmas one years ago with all of our fake bands and our actual mm. bands. Uh, many years ago, ten years ago this so, year, yeah. Uh, and um, I remember passing them out at the little yeah, con. that little nerd con, nerdicon. And uh, this year I want to do a Halloween one, and we're gonna jump on that when we finish this sticky middle finger. Which... That was cool seeing all the people in their cosplay. Yeah, like yeah, I never yeah. thought I'd see someone in a fucking cool looking spawn suit. That was rad. That was badass. Looks better than the movie. Spawn he had the cape costume. and everything, dude. Uh, 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 yeah. Is that ever coming out? Yeah, Wasn't no. it supposed to be Jamie Foxx? That's not happening. No, that's it's not, not happening. Uh, anyway, uh, Cult of the Sun, really good-ass album. It's their first album, and uh, it's, it's got me intrigued. I want to see what they wind up doing. Um, uh, I mean, it's just the, the, the choruses are real catchy. The hooks are really good. Uh, really cool. Definitely uh, recommend checking them out. Number 13 is... Dana Dentata, Panty Christ. God, that was awful. That was awesome. Oh my god. The lyrics are slightly cringe. I will slightly? say that. Yeah, I'm going to say I like the beats, cringe. and I think that if she just learned uh, better, like, she just reminded me. Awful. She was just reminded me of what Otep's been doing. Otep is a much better rapper. Um, but that's what it reminded me of. It reminded me of, like, that, that Colt 45 Otep album, but. Uh, I hated that album. With so lyrics that I like better <laughs> that than that OTEP album. Um, I mean, I don't know why at the end of the album she drops a song. It's like, I be on my Kid Rock shit. Everybody in the world, they can suck my dick. Uh, I mean, I dig the shit out of that album all the way through. Travis Barker plays drums on a track. That dude was busy as fuck last year. Uh, but really cool album. She's got this crazy sort of gothy hip hop oh, no metal vibe to her. I dig it. I'm here for it. Uh, number twelve. I just want to show you my butthole. <laughs> number twelve is between the buried and me. Colors two. God damn. That right there, I'm going to call that Prague Album of the Year, y'all. I'm surprised it's not higher. Uh, Maybe well, the devil was his highest. There's a, there's a lot of stuff that I like you know, to listen to more. Um, How is it a surprise? Uh, <laughs> um, so, the new Color, or yeah, the Colors 2, man, for a sequel album, exceeded all expectations. For Between the Buried and Me album, exceeded all expectations. Especially coming off the very lackluster Automata albums. Man, did this not deliver. And, not going to lie, I was slightly worried. I was slightly worried. But the moment I heard, what was that first single? Um, God, what is that called? Um, something, the error. Fix the error. Fix the error. Man, did that blow me away. The old style 70s prog organs all over the place. So many Emerson, Lake, and Palmer vibes. Man, the drums. Uh, uh, oh, man. 
Man, to have a drum solo barely two minutes into the song, man. Damn it, does that go off. There's an album to fuck, that'd be the one. <laughs> yeah, there's an album to fuck, that'd be the one, definitely. Oh, man. Great fucking album. One of the best prog albums I've heard in ages. When that um, album's off, he smacks it on its ass. Yeah, it's one of those. <laughs> you like that? Money's on the table. Okay. Money's on the table, BT Bam. Yep. Um, so. Five Shades of Grape. <laughs> yeah, that's We're how many colors is in colors too. Five, two shades of gray. Um, yeah, so yeah, great fucking album. Uh, great fucking album all the way through. Number eleven, Ministry Moral Hygiene. Oh, Damn, God, how'd you put that? If there, that album is awesome. If there was a time for Ministry to come back, it would be the twenty. I don't know. There, there's a there's a problem era. with playing Doom and listening to Ministry. Pisses you off. Damn. Fucking love this album. Every minute. We got we got a Lard re- reunion with Jello Biafra coming back on the track. Oh. Brought back so many memories of Lard. Oh. The, the, the music touches upon many different eras of the ministry sound. You've got Filth Pig sound. You've got even... Uh, maybe I wouldn't say song style uh, of the grindy stuff, but man, is this not a great industrial album? And Uncle Al fucking delivers every time for me. A lot of people didn't like Americant, but I fucking loved that one as well. I do. I, I loved Filth Pig. A lot of people don't like that one. Filth Pig. I don't know if you guys noticed, but listen to Filth Pig and then listen to the first couple of Pitch Shifter albums. They came out before. Filth Pig. And Shit Pincher. Filth Pig almost sounds like it's trying to be Pitch Shifter. Shit Pincher. Uh, but, man, this album was great. Then we got another uh, piece of the TV saga, his TV songs. I'm always a big fan of the, the glitchy, fucking, just noisy, fucking uh, TV yeah, it was songs. Annoying. I couldn't, I, could, uh, I just couldn't do it. That the samples I love. annoying to me. Oh, man, I hate that you hated it. Uh, but the samples, man, t- taking Donald Trump and the, the I command judgment on you, COVID-19, all that <laughs> shit, man. <laughs> that motherfucker. That al- this album right here is the <coughs> album I needed uh, for, for what's been going on in the past couple years. Uh, I needed it, and I'm glad it happened. Um, uh, now, 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 he does say a new Lard album is recorded. I hope that is true, and I hope it comes out soon, because, uh, we have been missing Lard for ages. Uh, and Jello, love you, Jello, love you, Uncle Al. I'm glad he, they, they got him on here for a track. Um, so next, now, we're at 10. This is the big 10, y'all. This is the motherfuckers. The ones that did it. He says that every time he gets to another number. Well, this is this is the ones, man. Get like, on with it. So, number 10, 12 Foot Ninja Vengeance. Uh, this was a hard part of the list to make. I knew what the number... Ninja did. I knew what 2 and 1 were going to be, but it was hard to place everything else because all of these, I, I pretty much like the same, but some of them slightly a little more. But, man, these are the albums that I killed this past year. Fucking straight killed. So, 12 Foot Ninja's new album is great. It's shorter. Uh, but they, they every song, man, genre shifts. Funky, 
electro-y, just, it's just, it just sounds like Mike Patton kind of stuff, man. It's just fucking Didn't they great. break up? No, the senior left, and now I'm worried. And they broke up. I am worried. Well, the senior left, that's I a big part. Unless they get Mike Patton. Yeah, see, that's the thing. <coughs> you know what was funny was uh, on, on their Facebook post, when they posted that the singer left, uh, there were people that posted, one guy said, damn, they should get the guy from Faith No More. And then another guy said, oh, damn, really? Well, they should get the guy from Mr. Bungle. Oh, oh really? God. They should get the guy from Tomahawk. Oh, they should get the guy from Phantom. And I was like, yeah. And so I, I chimed in. I said, what about the one guy who was on that Dillinger Escape Plan EP? You know, like, oh. It was a lot of fun. Uh, but, man, this album is great. This album, they do not have a single bad album. And, Did he give a reason why he left? Uh, not necessarily. I guess <clears throat> it was kind of hinting at the fact that one of the band, him and another band member just really clash. Mm-hmm. And, um, I... Well, I'm the drummer. If you, when you guys get a new fucking, when you guys get a new senior, please find somebody who has, who is as unique and has the kind of range as this guy, because I don't want you guys to become a generic, uh, genty band. I wrestled a bear once. Yeah, just like what Courtney Laplante did to I wrestled a bear once, and thankfully, I mean, Spirit Box is rad as fuck, because Courtney doesn't suck, y'all. She made I Wrestled a Bear One Sight, and really all of those guys made I Wrestled a Bear One Sight. The moment Krista left, it was all over. Was um, she only on the first two? First two and that EP. Those are the only two anybody should own. I, I will say the first one with Courtney DePlante is interesting. There are moments, but... Have they finally moment, broke up? Yeah, they broke the fuck up. Really? Yeah, you're several... Right after that I one... I remember that last one. That I last one to, I was sucked. like, dude, I'm so fucking bored. I was pissed, man. That last one sucked. Um, I still have my Hail Mary, I wrestled a bear once. Candle. Uh, candle, yeah. Um... You still have the sticker on your truck, don't you? Yeah, that sticker is still on the fucking truck, man. That fucking sticker has been places. Yeah. Uh, fucking, so yeah, that was uh, 12 Foot Ninja. Number nine is me and that, oh, what I did, I did forget to mention that uh, the lady from Ginger features on a track on uh, 12 Foot Ninja. Yeah, I've never really heard much Ginger, and a lot of people hate him for some reason. Go with the first two albums. Yeah, go with the earlier ones. Like the, I would say the first three. They ain't three. even that old, though, right? Yeah, not too old. Like, at least the last five years? Well, they have, they're on their, well, technically they're on their fourth album, yeah. but, like, they have... Yeah, Do they release one every year? No. Every two, they're they're about two, about every two to three When years. they come out? Um, I, not, it's not on me right they're now. They're from Ukraine. Yeah, yeah, they're I training. think I did see a post about that. Yeah, like they're, uh, I think they're like doing something to to help out the Ukraine. Yeah, probably they're, uh, they probably wouldn't be going back, would they? I have no clue. What I wouldn't want to. Micro <laughs> and macro is really good, but the one before that's the best one, I think. Um, I can't remember the name of it, though. Uh, I know each other. It's the only one that I don't have. I uh, got gingers. Yeah, I got, I got the... First one, the new one, and uh, the Micro one that came Macro. out last. Micro, Macro. Micro, Macro. It's a two day, it's a yeah, because there's an EP, Micro, I believe, and then yeah. Macro. Uh, oh, sorry to interrupt, but did you, did you hear the uh, the death metal Foo Fighters album? No, I'm waiting for the physical release. Is it getting a physical? It will. They said it's coming at a later date. I'm waiting on They're the physical They're calling it an EP, but it's got like eight or nine songs on it. I'm down with it. I'm down with it. It's going to be longer now, though. 
Um, yeah, it so, would have to be. R.I.P. Taylor Hawkins. Yeah, man. What a shit thing to wake I, up to this morning. Well, Joey texted me last night when he saw it, and I'm like, what? I got the piss at like you 1 gotta, o'clock this morning, 2 o'clock. You me. They and it, does, it doesn't say what he died from, but they were on tour, and he died in his hotel room. It happens. Everyone dies in their hotel room. Uh, anyway. Why? Except, like, our dad said that... I'd stay in a car if I was a band. I was like, yeah, I'm not sleeping in a hotel room. People die in hotel rooms. Very the well, uh, Shannon Hoon died in the tour bus. But so did, uh, uh Scott Whelan. Scott Whelan. So the guy not from, safe. Yeah, you're not safe. But... Just don't sleep. What's his name? Uh, John Entwistle, the bass player from The Who. Hotel room. Died in a hotel room from a cocaine overdose with a hooker in his bed. Awesome. That's the only way to go. <laughs> that's what Dad said. He goes, that's a rock and roll way to go. <laughs> uh, cocaine bus. overdose with a hooker in the bed. Crushed <laughs> under a tour bus is pretty hardcore. What's that? Crushed, Crushed under a tour bus. Who got crushed? Uh, Cliff Burton. Cliff Burton. Oh, that's right. Oh, original that's right. Wow. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I, I found out. I found out. I found. I, I had heard Ginger before Twelve Foot Ninja, but Twelve Foot Ninja is what made me check Ginger out. Plane crash. Um. So next number nine is me and that man. Uh, new man, same new song. New man, new song, same shit. Volume two. Uh, I love the Me and That Man, uh, stuff that Nurgle from Behemoth does. The fucking death metal band Behemoth. This is great satanic Nurgle country sounds music. like the name of a Nickelodeon Satanic character. southern music. It is fucking awesome. Songs about burning churches, but they're in, like, southern country hymn styles. It's great. It is awesome. And he and I love the first album, but I like what he's done with Volume One and Volume Two, getting different metal artists to sing on the songs. And like Corey Taylor's on some. This album has uh, Tobias Forge on a track going under the name uh, Mary Gore. Okay, that's that thing that when when you, uh, I listen to it randomly on YouTube, you didn't even tell me anything about it. I just listen to it randomly on YouTube, and I'm like. These motherfuckers are trying to sound like ghosts. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Uh, but one of the one feature to note is that this album has uh, the best singer from Turbo Negro, Hank Von Hell, on the first track. And weirdly enough, the man died the day this album released. And spooky. Um, Did Turbo Negro break up? No, nah, after he left, they got another singer. <coughs> But Hank Von Hell wasn't even the original singer. Like Hank Von Hell is like the best of Turbo Negro era. What's that song, Denim? Oh uh, yeah, I love that fucking song. <laughs> oh, and what was it? Uh, was it like Feed Me because everyone loves a chubby guy or chubby dude or some shit like Something that? Something like that. God, it's been like ten years since I heard Turbo Whoa, Negro. Oh, 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 like the only song I ever remember. I hate it. I got a the Bam Margera the, shit. The, the, uh, well, the yeah, the, the Wild Boys theme. Viva the band song. Oh yeah, they use Turbo Negro. Yeah. Bam that used CKY. Yeah. But anyway, did you yeah. see him in the new Jackass movie? I did not see Bam. He had one Jackass. scene. Where? The the marching band. Uh, he was in the marching band. He was in the marching oh, band. Man, they don't even bring attention to him. That's, yeah, but if you look when, when when you see that one moment where it was Johnny and uh, Steve-O, they got slammed on the wall and they play it in slow mo. You can see Bam on the far right corner. Oh, that's so sad, man. 
Uh, well, hopefully they'll do a five and he can come back. Because, man, that ending where they're, they're showing the clips of Ryan Dunn and shit. That, that was, was like, touching, oh, man. Fuck. That was touching. That was nice. Fuck. God, they would have got a lot more fucking footage if Bam was there. Because he has that whole fucking Ryan Dunn movie he's working on. He's been working on for a yeah. long time. But I bet it's hard to watch. Anyway, yeah. here we go. It's probably hard for him to look through all that footage, man. He needs, someone, he needs to pay someone else to do it. Yeah, good. Uh, so, yeah, me and that, man, that album was great. If you want some great satanic uh, southern music, man. This man loves satanic weird. stuff. Yeah, I, I, I love satanic stuff. Uh, I really do. Um, and uh, so, yeah, really good fucking album. Uh, number eight is Untamed Land, Like Creatures Seeking Their Own Form. That now, a totally different flavor going from, wow. So, Woo, black like metal, there's a lot of interesting stuff happening in black metal right now. Like I've said before, Batushka, uh, Imperial Triumphant, Zeal and Ardor, like top shelf shit. But there's another... Little known band right now, Untamed Land, who is taking black metal and mixing western music in it. It sounds like the good, the bad, and the ugly fucking uh, Django Unchained, you're right? It's not, it sounds like spaghetti western stuff, and then it goes into some black metal shit, goes into some banjo shit. Man, it is so good. So fucking good. And this album, man, it is, it is one of the best black metal albums uh, that I've... Uh, I've heard in a long time. Uh, really fucking good. Really good. That's number eight. Number seven, Green Jello Garbage Band Kids. Damn it, man, if this is not the comeback album of the year, the decade, probably. Uh, Bill Manspeaker and, uh, and his uh, misfit crew of randoms because uh, he would fly to different places. This is a fan-helped created album. The man's got band members all across the world and uh, he can he can fly to Georgia right now and have eight people to play in his band just by calling them up, people that live there. Uh, it is, it's amazing. The dude is the epitome of the American dream. Bill Manspeaker is one fucking great guy. If you want to be a part of his show, man, all you got to do is call his ass up and say, Dude, man, let me fucking come on over there, man. And he'll be like, Shit, come how on often, out. How often does he come to Georgia? Oh, well, I mean, no clue. No yeah. clue. But what I'm saying is, like, you know, he does the, uh, the, 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 the live show. The what the fuck yeah, show yeah. On, on, on YouTube. You can fly over there. You can tell Bill, man, I'm fucking come over this weekend. He'll, come on, man. You fucking come on, and he'll hook your ass up, man. He'll let you stay at his pad. Man, he's fucking, I, 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 that, he's yeah. one of the coolest fucking guys. Yeah, in I know. World, I hate seeing his Facebook right now. The dude is in some bad shape, man. But, Blood like, pressure. seeing that he came through it, like, after he almost died the last time, and he came through it that time, then he almost died again. Yeah. Fuck, man. I mean, that man is documenting every bit of yeah. it. Selfies. He is a selfie king. And then he had that whole... whole, whole whole post about uh, not being with his wife anymore. Yeah, him and Brina have been very on and off the past couple of years. <coughs> yeah. Uh, but, man, Chaos Diablo, cool-ass motherfucking kid. His damn, his young little son there, man. Fucking cool-ass fucking kid. And you can tell he, he, he loves his fucking son, man. Mm -hmm. He's like, he's, 
I remember a couple years ago, he had a video of, of Chaos Diablo just running crazy in a grocery store and shit, mm -hmm. destroying shit, and I was like, yeah, I don't know if you should be doing this, but like, you're one of those cool dads at the same time. <laughs> that kid's got a really fucking cool yeah, dad. Yeah, that's like, you know, you know, that's a life that uh, not a lot of people get to uh, experience mm -hmm. at such a young age, man. I mean, I mean, his, uh, his older son uh, is, is, plays in the band. Uh, plays banjo on a lot of the lives. He? Uh, he's it, he he looks young. I'm talking about Bill. Oh, Bill is got to be in his at least Probably late 60s. 50, yeah, early 60s, late 50s. Maybe 60s. He's an older guy. Bill, comment on this and tell us how old you were. <laughs> uh, but yeah, and then another thing is Bill is such a cool fucking guy. <clears throat> you know, like I said, we're we're friends on Facebook and shit. We we talk here and there. Uh, but you know he's emailed me in, in uh, when we did our green jello review. Yeah, thank you for me. the the uh, early copy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you for the early copy. And he emailed me to say, you know, yeah, man, all everything you guys said was correct on the review. I loved it. And uh, he he mentioned that uh, he didn't want to do the cover of Three Little Pigs. Uh, he was I, against yeah. it, but the you know sometimes you got to make compromises. Like, dude's an incredibly fucking cool guy. And this album, this album, the new green jello album. Matched all expectations because even when um, music to insult your intelligence by uh, when that dropped, even though that was like older songs that never got released, an album it was the long lost album that finally got released. That met expectations. I was like, this is a green joke. You knew album. what it was going to be. Yeah, you know, I was like, I didn't like I it. I will say in the beginning, I was like, well, why is he doing a Marilyn Manson parody? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I was like, oh, these are old songs. Yeah. Okay. Well, why didn't they get released? Uh, well, because the zoo went under, Zoo Entertainment went under, and, you know, they... They could get picked up by another label. Yeah, and they weren't making any kind of money, like, at all. Yeah, I mean, um, it, it's a... That's a, that's that's a terrible the world, thing, man. Yeah. And, uh, You're not going to be making Justin Bieber dollars. Yeah, you know. But, like I said, he's the epitome of the American dream. But, yeah, this album matched all expectations. It is so fucking good. Uh Every fucking bit of it. it it's so fun. Upon, upon each listen, I loved it more and more and more. Um, so, yeah, it's number seven Green Jello's um, Garbage Band Kids. Number six. Sorry, do you see how tame this, this one is? Mostly, we're always talking about Well, I'm trying to I'm trying to keep things... Number one is, I'm, I'm going to be real here for a moment. I don't like people talking over each other. And we do it... And it's fine until it's fine. It, I like it. Yeah, sometimes. until but it gets ridiculous. Like our corn review. Well, <laughs> it depends. The the review was over at that point. Yeah, well, you know, every, I like to have everyone have their moment, and then the discussion. You know what I mean? Like, uh, you You're know, trying to do it like a. Angry Joe podcast. No, I try to have some structure. I try to have some structure. I don't want it just being like everyone trying to say something at the same time. You know, I want I want there to be. But I mean, the thing is, when you get four buddies together, it's gonna happen. So I can't be mad at it. So I, I try to keep it. I try to keep it tame. But Sorry. I know I know it's gonna get wild. Uh, like, like when the four of us get together, you and David, we, we all sit in the same spot. Josh is going to pick up the guitar and not pay any fucking attention to anything. You two are going to start whispering to each other while I'm fucking trying to speak. It's going to happen. That's true. It's going to happen. That's why I, I can't be mad at it. get up earlier. I can't, I can't be mad at it, you know, because it's going to happen. Four buddies together who haven't seen each other in a month or more. Uh, 
you know, yeah. it's going to happen. Me and David never see each other. And so, I, I can't get mad yeah. at him. But, it's, it's fun. Uh, I, another thing is, is, I don't get wasted like I used to. I don't get fucking stupid, wasted like I wish I would like to. I live but, too far away to drink here that much. Um, yeah, he lives way too far now to fucking get stupid wasted. Uh, he moved to LaGrange recently. Um, now you know where he lives. How's that drive? <laughs> It's about 40 minutes. It's fine. It's about, yeah, it's about 45 minutes or so, but it's like a straight shot. Does it cost twice as much now? With the gas prices? It really, I mean, I paid about $48 to fill it from almost empty mm-hmm. the other day, and I was at 360 because I, you know, I work around the corner, so I just mm-hmm. got the gas over here. Yeah. But, yeah, it's still $4 about the range. Yeah. But, but yeah, my car's good on gas. I got a camera. Yeah, you got a tiny car now. It's not tiny. My Ford Focus was smaller. I thought you drove like an SUV over here sometimes. So anyway, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm plus I'm trying to fly through this because I don't want this to be a two-hour fucking thing, you know. Yeah, it's like a five-hour video. Yeah, so uh, number six is, this was another surprise. This is an artist I never checked out, and the only reason I checked it out was because of who produced it. This is Halsey, If I Can't Have Love, I Want Power. I've always heard about Halsey. This is your number six? Yeah, this is my fucking number six. Okay, I understand why, because of the dude, but... Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross, it, I was like, I, I saw this right before the album came out. Okay, Trent wow. Reznor and Atticus Ross produced new Halsey album. I'm like, I mean, what? I'm going to check this out. So I bought the album, and goddamn, the moment it starts, the moment this album starts... I'm like, oh, that's Trent playing that piano, yeah. This sounds like Nine Inch Nails. It sounds like whatever Halsey sounds like. Because <laughs> uh, you know, I don't know what her stuff before this sounds like. I've never listened to her before. This is a great fucking album. It has the things that Nine Inch Nails does, that Trent, Trent Reznor does. It does it on a few tracks. Uh, just not quite. Because the thing that Nine Inch Nails, that Trent Reznor has really liked to do in the past couple of years is I call it where... At the end of the song, it gets real annoying and real noisy, and it just keeps going and keeps going and keeps going, and then it just cuts out of nowhere. The moment it starts to fucking grind your nerves, it cuts, and move, we move on to the next track. They do that on a couple tracks here. They don't do it as long on them, but um, they do it just enough to make me be like, yeah, man, put your stamp on this, tra- this, this shit, Trent. Like, loving it. Every minute of this album. Fucking fantastic. It's, it's making me want to check out her other stuff. Shit, you should check out his soundtracks. Yeah, I need to check out his soundtrack stuff, because I love the Ghost albums, yeah. which are basically tra- That's probably soundtracks be, to right? nothing. You know? didn't, I, didn't I pick up Ghost from uh, Charlie? Maybe. Maybe. I think I got Ghost 1 I, through 4? Yeah, I think I did. The, yeah. It's good, man. It's or did I get the split? Because I think I got, like... Yeah, yeah, because I got the split. Was it the split or something? the split came right after? Yeah, that ghost and uh, the uh, year zero. Yeah, year zero is so good. Because when I got all from Going Charlie, yeah, he had a bunch of other stuff from Nine Inch Nails that I got, but he didn't have with teeth. I'm like, well, where's with teeth? Yeah, that blew me away. Yeah, this should be there, but he didn't. He didn't have it. Um, but yeah, man, Damn such it. a great album. Such a great album all the way through. And that's number six, y'all. Uh, so we're moving on to number five. This is Danny Elfman, Big Mess. God 
Damn. I remember that. God damn, wow. I remember listening to that last year. I liked it. Did that not kick fucking ass? But it's been an entire year since I heard it, so... Been a minute. Kind of like mid-June, July, something like that? Summertime. I thought, I thought it was like May. Well, the songs were May. dropping. The songs were dropping earlier in the year, which was oh, like... I, I, yeah. Which was like, is he gonna make an album? Like, this is the first rock kind is of music. Is that the one he's where he's like in that... That Halloween video is just oh that crazy face shit. Was that that on that album? Happy, happy, yeah, man. Fuck, it's so good. I'm a big fucking Oingo Boingo fan. That Uh, was a great album because it didn't sound like what I was expecting. Right, right, man. Sounds exactly like I was expecting. (laughs) Yeah, you don't know shit, David. Man, I grew up wrong. I saw yeah, Beetlejuice and Batman. I saw Beetlejuice and Batman. It actually Every, sounds like Tim Burton music. No, motherfucker. Listen to some Oingo Boingo. How about know more about Danny Elfman than just the Tim Burton stuff? Just now, saying, like, that's what it sounded like to me. Was, I mean, I get it. It's because what it is what you're familiar with as far as Danny Elfman goes. Hey, he also did the fucking theme to Spider-Man. And, and it is unrecognizable. What? I, I have... I, I don't know, man. A lot of Danny Elfman scores from like the mid two thousands for me. You don't, you don't hear it. the Danny Elfman in the Spider Man theme. No, not like I want to. Not like when I turn on uh, the Batman theme. Yeah, not like when I turn on fucking uh, Scrooge, and I'm like, oh, that's Danny Elfman. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like there are there's Danny Elfman things that I'm like. Uh, it, it just felt like a generic score to me on the the, the Spider-Man movies. Like, wow! Like when he did, he he scored Red Dragon. Did you know that? No. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Like like his okay, mid two thousand scores were kind of boring. To, to be me. fair though, does a horror movie like Red Dragon really well, need no, exactly. a sweeping so, like, score? Why did y'all even get him? <laughs> Why did y'all even get here? Because he was available. They couldn't get John yeah, Williams. Yeah, right? I mean, I mean, who... Yeah, I mean, I don't... That's the thing we should do. A podcast about great fucking great movie, movie scores, scores, man. We damn sure should. Like, top ten movie scores. And what... Where the where the scores are now. Like, I feel like video games, video games are, like, very up there now with, like, scores. movie scores. Like, when you look like, the Elder Scrolls theme... Halo's theme, Uncharted, Uncharted's God theme. of War, God of War's theme, yeah, yeah, yeah dude, man, so, like there's so many You're themes right. for video games. It's like almost even like think about like theme songs from before, like Mario theme songs, Sonic the Hedgehog, Hedgehog theme, exactly. Zelda, Zelda, like iconic as yeah. fuck. Like you hear it, you know instantly. And it's not just that one Mario song. There's several Mario yeah. songs that you know. Certain levels and yeah. stuff. Same thing with Sonic the Hedgehog. Certain yeah. levels. Da, 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 da. Like literally all of Sonic 1 through 3. Yeah. <laughs> like for real. <laughs> literally. For real, man. But like, for real. Like, video games, in my opinion, have kind Are of... Are the new movie score. Yeah. Because they're catchy. They, they stick with you. You hum it when you walk away from it. Like... Back in the day, you'd hum fucking Star Wars, Indiana okay. Jones, the Batman theme, stuff You're like right, that. Man, you are definitely what right. What movie? What fucking movie do you know the theme of today in I, modern movies? The last movie besides fucking Pirates of the Caribbean. Indiana Jones. Pirates of the Caribbean. That, it doesn't count. Look, 
the last movies to me that had any kind of real memorable score for me, Pirates of the Caribbean and Harry Potter. I'm yeah, not, Harry Potter. That was Batman. One. Something in. <laughs> oh God. See, I haven't seen that Batman yet, so I don't want to. It's wanna... pretty much like they they orchestrated that song. Oh God. Times as All right. in. So let's go back. Can I get what another one from you? Oh, yeah, you can have that no, one. I do not want that one. I don't want it either. That but one might have hysteria in it. That one is sticky. Um, but anyway, back to Danny Elfman, Big Mess. I'm a big Danny Elfman fan, and, uh, you know, he's what got me into I mean, uh, classical music. And he's what got me into film scores. <laughs> and... I, I checked out, I didn't know about Oingo Boingo until years later, and I love Oingo Boingo, and he hasn't done a rock album since the early 90s, y'all. This right here... Dude, why, I, why, uh, why would you do that? Oh, he had to try it. Uh, oh, you know that thing was no. leaking, so it had more likely had to be fucking... Like I said, that thing's probably got listeria in it. What's that? Some fucked You'll up disease, You'll be shitting your man. guts out here a little bit. Anyway, the black shits. <laughs> He's got the black shits. Yeah, I'll just blame it on the Mexican food today. Um, <laughs> anyway, this is his first rock album. Um, this is his first rock album since the early 90s, y'all. I didn't think it was ever going to happen. Because the dude started losing his hearing. It started fucking with him. And uh, he said the classical music, uh, there it is. he could handle it better. It's and easy. so for him to do this, this is epic. He's been working with Trent Reznor a lot recently. They remixed one of the songs. And I think they made a brand new song recently. But man, this album soars. Like the first half is is very theatrical. Does touch upon some of the uh, some of the Danny Elfman stuff you're familiar with. And the second half gets real rocky. It's very grungy kind of stuff. And it did is. He do uh, Willy Wonka or Charlie and the Chocolate Factory? He did. I mean, he's done just he about that, every. The last time I heard a rock song from him was the little. Uh, one of the Oompa Loompa songs. It was like a. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was like a disco one. Yeah. And like. That was like the only interesting thing about that movie was like yeah. the different genres that he used for each Oompa Loompa bit. Uh, I, I mean, yeah, I'm not a fan of the movie, but, you know, yeah. I did like parts of it, like things about it. Uh, anyway, uh, but man, the second half, very rocky, very uh, rocking stuff. Um, just a great album, all in all. Uh, number four, we are on, uh, I guess Zach is smoking a cigarette, so we'll stop at number four. Uh, smoke a cig, because I really want to cig right now. And we will be back. All right, it's not like so. the same thing anymore. Number four is Poppy Flux. Uh, I like that one. That was man, good. That album is great. I, I haven't gotten into, into Poppy. I, like like, I haven't really gave it a chance. I'm sure if I so, listened more, I'd probably like it. I enjoyed the album mainly because I like how she uh, she kind of did different things. And a little, I love the Jack Off Jill song. Like, yeah, her Jack Off Jill cover, and then the Jack Off Jill vibes on the album, right. the Veruca Salt vibes, yep. the whole vibes on the album. Like, it doesn't get as aggressive as the last one. It's very pop punky, but it's uh, like yeah, that's like some pop punk. pop punk kind of track. There's a shoegazy track. Like, there's a lot of different stuff happening on this album. It is great. That's probably the seller, though, because I got into. Um Jack Off Jill before I got into like Kitty and a lot of other, mm. other female bands. So I didn't hear about Jack Off Jill till after we. When I'm Queen, I heard it on a fucking LimeWire track. 
<laughs> like that was, I was like, holy shit, I need to check out this band. How to instantly tell people you're old. <laughs> yeah, you tell me you're old without telling me you're old. Lymar. Napster. Napster. The original. Uh, but yeah, Poppy Flux, this album is great. Now, it's short now. It's only nine tracks long. It's a real easy Well, how listen. long is the length? Uh, 30 minutes of that. About 30 minutes? Probably, yeah. Not that long. Pull it up real quick. Because um, to me, it doesn't matter how many songs you've got or how long it is. It's how... 32 minutes. Yeah. How good it is. Uh, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Very good. All the way through. Love the shit out of this. Um... For, I, used, I, I listened to that for like a week straight. I was like, I still jam this motherfucker. Um, it's just good, man. She's just making great stuff, and she's always made great stuff. I like the, I love the Bubble Bath EP. I love this the first nice album. Country. I love uh, Am I a Girl? But I absolutely yeah. love I Disagree, Eat, I and this all. fucking great shit. And they have a Walmart at Bottom Wall. I have to. Great fucking shit. Uh, one of the best albums of the year. So now, number three, we have Rob Zombie, The Lunar that's Injection, Kool-Aid, Eclipse, I couldn't, and Conspiracy. Wow, I can't believe that's as high as it is. Yeah, man. Because I liked it, and I did give it a 10 with y'all, you know, sitting here, but I don't remember how high it was on my list. Yeah. <sighs> The reason it's so high, what did I say, number three? I was in my top Man, reason this is my, so high. I think it was two in mine, but I don't remember how high it was, sorry. The reason it's so high is because it is, like I've been saying, man, it's Rob zombie. zombie, the past several albums, has just been topping himself. And this one... It was a good one. This one hits it out of the fucking park, man. All the way to the I think road. ever since after Hellbilly 2... He's Get, been getting better. Yeah, because Hellbilly Two is kind of a the, letdown. The, was it Regenerative Rats? Yeah, Regen Regenerative Rat. That was the, the first one after. <clears throat> yeah, the first one after. Hell I didn't Billy. like that he did that fucking American Band. American song Band right was like it's it the biggest the detour, man. Yeah, it, it's a brick wall because they play it straight. Yeah, when Rob Zombie and when he them playing it straight just sounds like like I said on the video we did ten years ago. It sounds like a fucking WWE wrestler is fucking yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, <laughs> like it was, it's the Undertaker's new song. Right, it was very it's Rob lame. Zombie. It was very lame, and to <laughs> me, did not need to be there. I get why Rob Zombie did it. He said, you know, this is the first time I've had the same guys in the band for several years, and we finally feel like a band, and I get okay, it. Okay, okay, celebrating that, okay. That's yeah. good, that's yeah. cool. So I get it, but... Is it still the same guys now? Uh, yeah, it's still the same fucking dudes. All right, awesome. Mm -hmm. Awesome. doesn't piss anyone off. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, he doesn't piss nobody off. Uh, Rob Zombie's there. Killer he's not a Marilyn guy. Manson. Yeah, he's a really good Marilyn Manson dude. has never had Which the same band. I am totally fucking hyped for his Monsters movie, y'all. Y'all can hate me in the is comments. Is that Netflix? Is it going uh, to Netflix? I, I don't know what he's going to do with it. What, what did he, I think they rated it like PG. It is PG, yeah. bro. It is PG. So there's I not mean, the show was pretty light. He's yeah. keeping it like the original. I cannot fucking wait to see what they do with this. This is going to be a lot of the hmm. dude. The dude has thrown in so much care. He had built the fucking street from scratch. Wow. He fucking <coughs> built massive sets that are supposed to be identical to the original. And, and so it looks good. His wife is playing... Yeah, she is Lily, obviously. Lily, yeah. Yeah. Um, I figured that. Uh, what's his name? Uh, caveman, Geico Caveman dude, is uh, Herman. <laughs> yeah. Herman Munster. Yeah. Uh, He's playing uh, Grandpa. 
you know, I can't remember who's playing Grandpa, but damn it, if it wouldn't have been great if Sid Haig was still alive. I all the time. Like, in the 90s, he play fucking Grandpa. Oh, who's man. Who's playing uh, the kid? I uh, do not know who's playing the kid. And Some then uh, the new guy who's been in his movies, who played Otis's brother, uh, yeah. Richard Brake, he is playing a new character. Um, and uh, I don't know, it's just, it just looks awesome. And I really hope... I I've seen re- the updates on it. Yeah, I've been, I've following. been following the shit out of this. I really hope uh, they do it in black and white. I don't want to give me see two versions. Give, yeah, me, give two me two versions. versions, but I will prefer the black and white one because I never liked the monsters in color. Yeah, never. Did you ever for watch me. the the reimagining? Of, I did of not the watch monsters with the thirteen thirteen Mockingbird. Yeah, I did yeah. Not watch that, that was show. the one that came out like ten years ago. Yeah, I did not watch that. Mm. Uh, even though I love the guy who made it, um, Brian Fuller, I fucking love well, him. Yeah, you know, you also know the actor who played Herman, Jerry O'Connell. Yeah, and then you had uh, Eddie Izzard as Grandpa. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Stellar cast, but I have not seen it yet. Uh, I, I would have watched it if it if it made it a series, but once yeah, uh, once it, NBC it or just, whoever just said we're just gonna make this a one-off thing, Brian Fuller gets fucked over with every show he does. He was a Pushing Daisy guy. Yeah, Pushing Daisy guy, Hannibal yeah. series guy. Oh, he did that yeah. too. Yeah, yeah, like he always gets fucked man. over on. Wasn't on he doing shows, the Mason Verger shit in the last season? Oh, it was so good, dude. When he had Brad Pitt's brother uh, doing fucking Mason Verger before the face fuck up, so oh, fucking man. perfect. So fucking perfect. So they were they were fully going into the they Hannibal storyline. They on 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 season three they mixed the Hannibal storyline with some Red Dragon story with the Red Dragon storyline. Because timeline, the, the dude that would kidnap people and uh, try to build his dragon tattoo. What, what yeah, was his, little, his hey, little, no, he was a tooth fairy. Yeah, the tooth fairy. That that was his name. It was tooth fairy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so season three did did Red because timeline wise in the series, season three is Red Dragon, but at the same time they threw a lot of Hannibal stuff in there. So what was season one? Season one was all new basically, yeah. um, which was fine. That's right? probably why the only thing I liked in that watching and that hell first season, season two was pretty much all new as well. Like the the only thing I really liked was seeing Hannibal feed. Okay. Yeah, it was yes. some of the best scenes, like, man. He's, his he's little all intricate, cutting his, up food, cooking his, getting his meals ready. Yeah, it's all professional, so like it a made Gordon me... Ramsay kind of thing. Yeah, that show made me so hungry, man. Yeah, and I, then it's like he's feeding, he's feeding everybody. Everyone on that show is a cannibal. People. Yeah, he's feeding people, people. And he's just, he's like, yeah, oh, it was so good, <laughs> such a great I love show. that part. But, like, when it would get into the stuff with him and, Some of the most, and what was it, Will? Yeah, Will, uh, Will Graham. Mm-hmm. I didn't like that shit. Like, I loved it, man. It was doing like, it, it, it. was boring to me. It was boring. It was dragging. It was but when killing. Hannibal was just feeding people. <laughs> Hannibal <fucking>. being Hannibal. <laughs> I loved that shit, because at that point, I was like, all right, I, thought, I can see this character be played by someone else now. You know, because in yeah, my head, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm like, it's not Anthony Hopkins, man. Yeah, because when you see the guy, uh, yeah, he don't they look... did Hannibal Rising, and yeah. we're like, oh. Isn't, didn't that, that dude die? He did die. He, he died. Did die. That was odd. Uh, R.I.P. But, yeah, but this guy, oh, oh, Mads McKielsen, Mads Mickelson, however you want to say Mickelson. it. Mickelson. Uh, Mickelson. Oh, yeah, man, he fucking, he, he's my favorite Hannibal, y'all. 
fucking did it. Very elegant, not cartoony, just very... He played him longer than anyone else did. <laughs> In a way. He, yeah, he's got he more screen time. He was on what, four one. seasons? Three. Three? I thought it was a four. Yeah, they were... Damn, there was only three? Yeah, it was disappointing, man. And then they do Clarice. That fucking <sighs> that show, dude. Just does not look good. Oh, I refuse God. Did to you, watch it. Did you watch any of I it? I refuse. Oh, I am a God. massive fan of that. Fr- I've read all the books. I'm a massive fan of that franchise. I refuse you read to watch Hannibal books. Rising. I had I bought Hannibal Rising like when it came out. Okay. And read every bit of that. And th- I didn't even know a movie was coming out until like Ashley and Will had told me. I'm like, oh fuck, we got to see it. And you were like, and I was like, uh, the book wasn't even that great either. I couldn't imagine like, it being. Why would you want that? I I know. Like you, you don't need to know the reason Han Solo gets his jacket. Exactly. <laughs> anyway, where are we at? We were talking about Rob Zombie. I'm sorry. And we got on to fucking pushing daisies. And uh, so Rob Hannibal. Zombie's new album it is it's on here because it is it he just keeps getting better and this does everything I love about Rob Zombie and it's a it's a little longer than the last one. The last one was a real short album, but this one, man, this one does it. Everyone everyone fucking kills it on this album. It is so fun. Isn't that? That creepy country track, man. I love and that. God, just every bit of this album all the way through is what I fucking come here for. What number Rob is Zombie. this? Uh, this is number three. Okay. We're almost Thank done, you. y'all. We are almost done. <laughs> and, uh, man, one of the, the best albums of the year. And I, I still oh. I still turn this motherfucker. I played it high, heavily at Halloween time. Even though this album dropped a year ago, a couple days ago, about a week ago or so. It's on its year anniversary. That album fucking came early in the year, and I killed it for the rest of the year. Fucking especially in October. Uh, number two. Uh, I know Josh did not like this uh, when we had reviewed it, uh, and Stas is not a fan of this either. Uh, this is Lingua Ignota. Um, man, is this some phenomenal Did I dodge a bullet? You, did, you might have dodged Josh, a bullet. Josh, did I dodge a bullet? All right. <laughs> this is this is a lady <laughs> that is. I have no idea how to describe I'd her. I'd rather listen to Frank Zappa. <laughs> yeah. You should. You should. <laughs> I don't like Frank Zappa. <laughs> um. <coughs> everyone should. Uh. So Lingua Ignota is uh just this phenomenal voice. It is. <laughs> Enjoy yourself. Yeah, I don't know who that is. Honestly, I'm just making. This is uh, this this lady mixes black metal stuff with real intense anxiety building, just fear music. Man, it's just so different. It is so dissonant, man. The me- and she can sing like a fucking angel, and she can scream like a motherfucking demon, and the lyrics are satanic, and then the lyrics can be very hopeful, like a longing for something away from the fire. Uh, this album in particular touches more on Christianity as opposed to the last ones with the more satanic vibes. This one really gives you, uh, there's a song where she is begging God to kill a motherfucker that she fucking hates. And her rage in the song, man, the way she rants, the way she fucking just 
Wales. This album, this new one, mixes banjos, throws banjos in there, ambience, piano, nothing really heavy metal, jump scare pianos, fucking incredible fucking vocals, uh, Pennsylvania, Pennsylvania Furnace, man, god damn it does this album hit me in all the right spots, it is such a, it is such a fucking heavy album, lyrically, dark, <laughs> suck a wiener, <laughs> it is so dark and depressing and just filled with fucking heavy goddamn I don't know man maybe you're feeling it no your face tells me everything I need to know you don't need to play anymore why does your ring look like you're ripping me off? Crickets are an instrument. You're ripping me Cicadas. off. Cicadas. Oh, so, sorry. Didn't you have a gold one? Oh, weird. You fucking got the same ones. <laughs> Let me see your ring. We Well, y'all know green and black's my damn color. You had a gold one. I had a silver one. Silver? I had a, my original ring silver. was a gold one. Then I went with a silver one. Oh, uh, yeah, y'all bought, bought, bought the, the... Don't mix them up. Um, you can't. I know, his fingers like... We got a different pattern, but you got the same damn thing, you fucking poser. <laughs> um, let me see. Uh, Green is always my color. The album man. Center Get Ready, y'all. Center Get You're Ready, man. Rainer. Many hands, y'all. I like the inside of it. Right. Green's my favorite color. Green's my color. Green's just. I can't. What do you do when you're listening to music? All I can think of is right, like, just like I just imagine he's, he's doing the Squidward. He's over here doing like, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> free time. He's <laughs> like, Pennsylvania Furnace, y'all. You don't have to get stoned anymore. You don't have to do any drugs. Listen to how beautiful this is, though. This is. You're getting old, bud. I mean, yeah, man. Perpetual yeah. <laughs> flame. He's just here listening to this while he's carving up a shit like he's in Australia, man. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's carving a shit. Yeah. I'm getting bored. Um, where's the one, man? I who bend the tall grass. I don't know. Let's get to number one so we can get to the ghost album. Something I actually know about. Yeah. Shake as a chain. It's just... Uh, hurry up, I want to smoke. Man, y'all, it's just so fucking good, man. And, oh, uh, yeah, I, I, I wanted it to be, I wanted this to be number one so bad, y'all. So bad. But there's just one other dark and depressing album that 
hit me in all the right places. Number one this year, Zach called it. If you guys have been listening to me this past year on the collection videos, blah, 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 and if you know me, you know, Amigo the Devil. Charlie even said this was his number one. I believe I got Charlie on Amigo, and I'm glad you finally checked him out. Man, this album. I like it. Is well, you know, what's funny is I played it before I even. I played it in the living room while Melissa was taking a shower. And she got out right as the. I think it was the first song started kicking in. Yeah. And she's like, what the fuck are you listening to? <laughs> I said it's some shit that Travis likes. I'll show you the pain. I was like, it's some shit that Travis clean. likes that Charlie likes, and they're all telling me that I need to listen to it. That it's really good, and I didn't listen to it last year because it came out when Dad died, and I didn't need to hear some depressing shit at that time. I wanted to hear more uplifting yeah, stuff, yeah, I feel you know? Good. And I thought I wanted that, too. Man. Yeah, but it, it what I listened to helped. Uh, but then, when I listened to that, at the end of last year, the beginning of this year, I was like, hold up. Like, at the last moment, I did put it on my list while I was sitting here. Fucking phenomenal. Yeah, it was good. It was this good. right here. So she's like, are you listening to some opera shit? <laughs> I know. Man, this <laughs> it's not man. opera. He's got some damn good lines. Yeah. And the, the way lyrics, he writes, man. very clever. Very clever it's fucking writer. Fucking like he said, man. God, what was that? Uh... Uh, life is a lot like a sewer. Yes, yes, we that's exactly what we put that in. That is exactly the line that I was thinking of. God damn it, man! Like that shit. Like I was, I was, I was at work when I heard that, and I'm working on my dog, and then I heard that, and I put everything down, and I rewind that, and I'm like, <laughs> what? Yeah, I said dog. Yeah, dude. Dog. <laughs> I was like, what did he say? Because I got chills for a second. Yeah. Like, let me hear that again. Uh, man. Whoa. Fucking other other notable lines on here. Um, you know, people say money can't buy happiness, and sometimes in my yep. life I'll agree, but it seems more comfortable to cry in a Lamborghini. What, what a great way to say uh, that. Um, another one is, oh my God, dude, biting the gun, but the safety's on, and I threw up the pills that I ate. God damn it, dude. This album, like, all right, yeah. I get it. I did not know... Yeah, after Dad died, we were a little fucked up, um, and like you said, you wanted uplifting stuff. I didn't know what I needed, man. I, I didn't know what I needed, and when I heard this... Well, um, I needed uplifting stuff and stuff that would make me cry and get it out. This right Because I needed to get that, that... Yeah, you needed to get it out. I needed to grieve and, and get that fucking shit out. This this got it out for me, and it, it, was, it was the exact kind of depressing, um, sad... But humorous and and yeah, I liked how how he made it like bittersweet. Yeah, like even though things suck, I'm still gonna laugh about it. Yeah, man, this is the album I needed, man. All year, I still listen to this thing, and some of the songs, you know, they bring some tears on, especially Another Man's Grave. That one hits me hardcore. Remind me of that one. What did he say? That's the one where he says, "Biting the gun, but the safety is on," and I threw up all. The pills I ate, and um, yeah, that line. Um, yeah, yeah. It starts off real cheery about being at the bar real late, you know, and then getting home, and it just gets darker and darker. Yeah. And oh man, a, a twenty-four carry casket is such yeah. a fun. We're all gonna die kind of song, but we're gonna fucking 
we're gonna have fun while we do it, man. It's just it's a it's dark, it's humorous, it's depressing, but there's a there's an ounce of hope. It just makes you feel good. It, for for an album that is dark as it is, it, it it makes you feel good. It makes me feel great when I listen to it, man. All the way through the uh, the first track I heard, it was early last year. Um, Charlie actually sent me um, "Quiet as a Rat." And I was like, oh, man, this is awesome. So I pre-ordered it. And then he didn't look in, into it any further until I kept pushing it in his head. Like, dude, you got to fucking listen to this guy. you got to fucking gotta do it. you got to fucking Smoking. listen to this guy. The make of the devil. <laughs> cool. <laughs> um, but, yeah, best album of the year. I haven't, my thing is, is I haven't had an artist speak to me both musically and lyrically in decades. And um, for years, it's just been music. Uh, the lyrics have always just kind of been whatever to me. This is the first time a dude has said things that I'm like, "This is what I need to hear. This is what I this is what I need to fucking hear." Him and, and Lingua, uh, uh, fucking her stuff, her lyrics and her words, fucking hit me. Uh, it's been a while, y'all. It's been a while since lyrics have uh, inspired me. Um, to try to be something or try to be better than what I am. Uh, it's been a long time since uh, music has touched me that hard, y'all. And, uh, yeah, so that is, uh, that's the number one. That's my list. What do you guys think? Uh, are you fans? Uh, hate on me in the comments with some of that shit, y'all. Uh, I'm going to smoke a cigarette, then we're going to be back with the new Ghost album. Then y'all can really hate us in the comments.